You're listening to Steady Picks Radio. Steady Picks is your source for industry-leading sports betting data and the latest news and information to help you bet smarter and start winning. Go to www.steadypicks.com to learn all the ways that you can listen to Steady Picks Radio and let our expert hosts help you win some money. Remember, betting is more fun when you win. Steady Picks Radio, wake up and wager. Welcome back into the show. Happy Thursday, everybody listening today. Thanks for all the support. I hope you enjoyed the show yesterday. I listened back to it, although I don't generally like to listen to myself on the show. I listened back to it because I thought it was an interesting um, episode and I wanted to hear. And uh, yeah, I thought it went, I thought it was pretty pretty informative it went pretty well um an update to the nfl model we have added the offensive and defensive like specific stats so rush offense rush defense pass offense pass defense not that it really helps us model the games very much but i think it just adds a bit of context and a bit of color as we talk about things So tonight will be a happy hour we'll, we, Ricky and I will record that tonight And uh, it'll be nice to have some of these To kind of p- call on And pull on you know, I think it'll be interesting And and um, I think it's going to go really well To have some of that information So we've got that all On Sunday I'll post Whatever I can Whatever I have done uh, the only thing that's left to do for me is to add the quarterback stuff that I was talking about adding. So I just want to add some quarterback rankings and ratings based on a handful of different stats and maybe provide the backup information. So we will uh, we'll work on that. We'll work on that. Okay. Let's cut that down. Um, yeah, today will be a short show. We usually do a short show on Thursdays. I, I know I apologize, and I know that's not the what everybody likes to hear, but Thursdays become a very, very um, intensive day when we do the show at nighttime. And, uh, you know, I, you got to draw the line somewhere. You know, you can't do it all, essentially. So I'm going to make this show a little bit shorter today. And then, you know, we'll be on, we'll be on tonight. You know, it's, working on these uh, numbers are kind of, it's, it's pretty bad. It's kind of like, um, it's like addicting. Like I can't stop working on it like even now i just am like clicking a few things i'm making it look better and i should really not be doing that because i'm trying to do a, a show 
Um, but sometimes you just can't help it. You just want to keep like, oh, let me fix this. What if I do that? What if I do this? What an absolute joy it is to to mess around with some of this stuff. And is it hard? Yes, it's it's difficult. And it's hurts your brain at times trying to make sure things line up. The one thing I've gotten a lot better at with, with creating stuff like this, well, two things I would say. Number one is that I feel like I can troubleshoot a lot better. Like if something goes wrong, I generally know what it is. Or at least have a couple guesses as to what it might be. The other thing and the more important thing is I, I think you just develop a better eye for catching errors in the first place. And that's really the one that always concerned me is, yes, you know, we can put all these numbers together and we can crunch them and do this and do that. And then it pops out a number, but if if something in there is wrong, your numbers are trash. So I'll give you an example just to put this into context so I don't uh, bore everybody here. When you're ranking um, numbers, like say you want them in order from 1 to 32, right? I want to know which quarterback was the best based on this series of numbers and stats that I have, blah, blah, blah. Okay, I need to rank these numbers. So you use the rank function, 1 to, you know, 32, and rank teams. That's great. But what happens when you're using numbers on defense? Like negative numbers, which indicate something is good, right? The normal rank, you know, function itself wants to count from high to low. So from 0.5 down to minus 1, right? It wants to count high to low through the negative. But in reality, when you're ranking something like defensive numbers and some of the adjusted numbers and the advanced stuff, the better your defense, you'll actually come up with a negative number. Like, let me see if I can just give a, an easy example. Uh, I think EPA is like this. Let me go. Yeah, so defensive EPA rating. You know, a negative number. is actually good. So if you were to just rank these from top to bottom, you know, so the EPA per play, yeah, from high to low, it would be the Giants would be the best, and they're obviously the worst. So it would get it completely backwards. It would get it completely upside down, and you would end up, if you went through your spreadsheet with those numbers all the way through, Like, it's going to be wrong, and it's going to be really hard to find after the fact. You're never going to find where that mistake was. That's going to be so difficult as, you know, the data is flowing through multiple tabs and everything. It's going to be so impossibly hard to find those couple couple spots where you made a mistake. So I feel like after messing around with this stuff for a while, I've actually gotten a... I don't know, maybe I need to pay less attention to what I'm actually trying to do, and that allows me to pay more attention to making sure it's done correctly. 
like when I first started, when you needed to use the rank function after doing a bunch of math and your, you know, your spreadsheet is 20 columns, you know, wide. I'm just worried about making sure I got, okay, there's a dollar sign here. There's this V lookup, this thing here, this thing there. Okay. Like, I'm not worried about what's the number that's actually coming out. I'm just worried about trying to get the formula right and pull the right numbers. Like, VLOOKUPs are a funny thing, a difficult thing at times, but I love them. So anyway, you just find yourself being able to catch mistakes a little bit better because I'm not 100% of my focus isn't on getting the formula right. Now it's about 50% getting the formula right and 50% kind of eyeball testing saying, okay, if I'm, if I put in, you know, my rush defense numbers, which Eagles are number one, if I put that in and I did, I did this when I was putting this together early this morning, when I'm starting to combine that stuff and the pass defense pops up as 31 or 32 for the Philadelphia Eagles, you've got to kind of just eyeball test that and say, well, something's wrong because the Eagles are not 32nd in rushing offense. Right? You can just kind of eyeball check to make sure it makes intuitive sense. Now, where that's difficult is something like uh, golf, where you don't necessarily, I don't have a feel for where some random player should be ranked in the field, right? (laughs) Like, I have no idea where. I can't even think. Neiman. Joaquin Neiman. How's that the name I pulled out? Joaquin Neiman. I can't tell you if he should be at the top half, bottom half, middle, first, last for, you know, strokes gained putting. Couldn't tell you. So it makes it a little more difficult to eyeball test it on sports that you don't, I don't want to say don't know as well, but don't have any idea where the certain number should be. Like I know that the Eagles should rank very high in just about everything. And if they don't, I make sure that it's correct. Like I have the Eagles rush defense. I have them ranked 17th actually. So that kind of stopped me for a second. I said, well, are we sure that's right? But that is correct. You know, teams can't be amazing at all facets of defense. But I'll tell you, the Eagles' uh, secondary, their pass defense has been incredible. Just incredible. Cornerbacks, I haven't seen cornerbacks play like this for the Philadelphia Eagles in maybe my whole life. They've always had bad cornerbacks and bad coverage guys. Not anymore right now. They're rolling. So, anyway, neither here nor there. Here we are. Now, what I think is interesting is, you know, my numbers are a little bit different than most people um, that have this stuff probably are, which is fine. I talked about this the other day. Like, 
I'm okay with my numbers being a little bit weird because I think that's how I'll find, you know, some opportunity. If my numbers are just very generic, basic, cookie-cutter numbers, yeah, it sounds cool to talk about, but are you ever going to actually be able to use it? So if we take a couple of teams that rank really high in this. So I talked about this yesterday, but, you know, you would say, you know, the Bills, Chiefs, and the Eagles are probably your top three teams, right? Just in general overall. So yesterday I was talking about how, you know, I had this broken down into offense, defense. And that's how we were looking at things. And I post, that's what I had posted. I did add another layer to this, which is just total. So we take all the stuff we have together and we throw it together. This gives us essentially what we'll call, and I hate this word and I hate talking about it like this, but a power ranking, right? From one to 32, where do all the teams rank? I generally hate the word power ranking because I think it's, so overused and I think people can create power rankings with you know a sheet of paper and a pen and they can create power rankings with the world's largest computer and there's no in between everybody calls it a power ranking and that kind of bothers me like the numbers I have are these going to be the best power rankings you ever saw no but they're they're pretty good but there's people out there that are Literally sitting with a sheet of paper going, I think that the Chiefs are the best team, and then the Bills, and then the Eagles, and then this team, and then that team. Which is just a disgrace to people that actually use some numbers to do the power ranking. Now, when I add the quarterback layer to all of this stuff, that's probably not going to play into the final ranking because I'm already capturing the quarterback situation within the rest of the data. I'm already capturing that. So I don't need to add the the quarterback flavor to it. It just won't make it just is um it's just doing it twice. We're just doing it again. Right? All the stats that we use that go into this already have some of the quarterback stats in them, right? That's what pass offense is. A lot of that is, you know, some blocking, right? Some pass blocking, some receiving, but a lot of it is, you know, obviously the quarterback. To why am I, I, you know, I'm not going to add another layer of quarterback on top of it. So, um, Okay. Forget why I was telling that story. Oh, it just bothers me with the power rankings. But um, so these will likely not change. The way I come up with this will likely not change for a little while. Now, I do have some other ideas. And again, this is one of those things. You just further and further down the rabbit hole you go. You just can't stop adding stuff. Um, And I've done so good with golf to not add stuff to that model. But this one, there's just so much more stuff to football that I just like, oh, let me add this. Oh, let me add that. And it's just getting out of hand. So this isn't, uh, you know, going to be that we just got to find a 
a happy medium between usefulness and just an absolute conglomerate smash of a million numbers that you don't need to have. So anyway, my final power rankings as of heading into week eight, heading into tonight, Thursday night football, uh, came out differently than I thought it was going to. That's for sure. Um, I'll go 10 to 1. You tell me when you get when you get absolutely lost. Uh, number 10 is the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Number 9 is the Cincinnati Bengals. Can't believe that one, that they got into number 9. Number 8, the San Francisco 49ers. Am I doing this right? Hold on, hold on, hold on. Yeah, okay. I thought I started at 11. No, it's Tampa Bay at 10. Bengals at 9. The 49ers at 8. Number 7 is the Seattle Seahawks. If you had told me before the season started, if you had told anybody that the Seahawks would sniff the top 10, almost sniff the top 5 in power rankings this year, people would have laughed at you. But here's Geno Smith and... Again, I don't know what the odds are now for comeback player of the year, but I think that's still a bet to make. You know what? Speaking of that, we're going to try and pull that up here. I would like to know what they are now. Because it may have shortened drastically. I, I heard a couple people you know talking about it, so it may have gotten... You know, trendy, as the kids would say. Might have gotten trendy, too trendy. Come on now. You know, it shouldn't be this hard to sign in to place a bet. I mean, it's just, it's out of control sometimes. And honestly, it's, it's DraftKings that causes me the headache half the time. Because it wants to check location all the time, and it keeps signing me out, and then you sign into Daily Fantasy, you got to change it, and the sports book, and then it's got to check it again, it's got to sign in again. It's like, oh my God, dude, I just want to look at the, the lines, place a bet, relax. Okay. Do they have comeback player of the year? Here we go. So Geno Smith down to 350 on DraftKings. We got him 650, 550, somewhere in there. Um, last week or the other day. So Geno Smith, think, is a great bet. Saquon Barkley minus 190. I don't understand that at all. I don't understand that one bit. I just don't really know what he's coming back from. He played, what, 11 games last year? I'm not, I don't really understand what he's coming back from. Geno Smith, however, you know what he's coming back from. Christian McCaffrey, kind of the same thing. He played a hand, you know, plenty of games last year. I don't, I don't know why he's going to be a comeback player of the year. Travis Etienne, I don't want anything to do with that. Daniel Jones, same thing. What is he coming back from? He stinks. 
The other guy on here that we do have a bet on is Marcus Mariota. He's 8-1 to one now. I don't think we got that good of a number before, but he didn't have a great game. Um, but I still think it's worth keeping an eye on them for the sole reason that um, you know, this division is really... Could like if the Falcons win the division, all right. Let me just throw that out there. If the Falcons win the NFC South, does Marcus Mariota win that award? Yay, nay, maybe. I would feel like he has to be in strong. Cons- I mean, he has to win the award, right? If the Atlanta Falcons win the NFC South over the Buccaneers with Marcus Mariota, I mean they'd have to, they'd have to. Geno Smith and the Seahawks win the. What happens with the Falcons and the Seahawks when they win their respective divisions? The Seahawks NFC West, um, Falcons NFC South. What happens if they both win their division? Then what do we do? I think it'll go to Geno in that case, because the Falcons have been better thus far. And I haven't seen any um, Coach of the Year awards. But I would love to find that, because I think there's something to be done there, too. Uh, defensive player, offensive player. Yeah, I don't. I haven't seen. Uh, I haven't seen a coach of the year live award out there. So the Eagles are the last undefeated team. Can you believe that the perfect season special is fourteen to one for them to go seventeen and zero? I mean, you got to give me more than that. Fourteen to one. For them to win the next 10, uh, what, 10 games? Yeah. I mean, that's just stupid. Here's an interesting one. Philadelphia Eagles. Team first lost. Who will defeat the Eagles first? That's kind of interesting. Steelers, plus 350. Texans, 5-1. Colts, 5-1. Packers, 6-1. Commanders, 6.5-1. Giants eleven to one. Bears twenty five to one. Let's pull up the Eagles schedule. No, I don't have it memorized like the back of my hand. I'm sorry. Is there anything on here that makes you want to bet something? Let's just take a look. Cause I I kind of like just at first glance there, um, my mind immediately went to Bears. Like a team that everybody thinks stinks. They just kind of, they you know, they played really well on Monday night. Maybe they're turning it around, but 25-1 to 1 just seemed pretty long for that. They don't play the Bears until December 18th. So they've got um, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7. They're the eighth more eighth game on the schedule here. So, you know, I'm not sure. The other bet that I am thinking is interesting 
Is the Giants at 11 to 1? Mainly because they play the Giants twice towards the end of the year and they actually play the Giants as their last their last regular season game. We all know what happens on the last regular season game when nothing matters anymore. I think there's something to be had for taking one of the teams they play later in the season at some odds. They play the Giants twice within one, two, three, four, five weeks. They play them on the 11th of December and then the 8th of January. So by then, the Eagles could really be swimming away with this division. Maybe they won't be. I don't think the Giants are going to remain as good as they are right now, so I think the Eagles will run away with this division. And if that's the case, at what point do the games not matter, and at what point do they let their guard down a little bit? Is the Titans a good spot December 4th? I feel like the Titans are not priced. Well, they're 12-1. to Could be a good bet. Packers in one, two, one, two, three, four, five weeks. It's November 27th. They get the Packers. They'll be at home, though. Packers are six to one. Like that to me is a horrible bet. That's a horrible bet. Six to one for five weeks away. No, not doing that. To go 17 and 0, of course, is 14 to one. The Saints are 30 to 1. The Saints are the second to last game of the season on New Year's Day. Although, what will the Saints be playing for at that point as well? At least the Giants are a divisional game. They might be a little fired up to, to make something happen. I think I may actually place a bet here. On the Bears and the Giants. The Bears and the Giants. That'll be one, two, three, four, three of their last five games. Will be against teams that can I can knock them out. This week they play this. I mean, that's if they make it that far, of course. Which, who really knows? I mean, they play the Steelers this week. They have the Steelers at home. Or the Eagles are home. On the road against the Texans. At home against the Commanders. On the road against the Colts. That could be a spot that they that they struggle, maybe. Packers, I'm really not worried about. I think they kind of stink. Titans, at home. I don't know. Well, we're going to play a little pizza money on the on the Bears. And the Giants. To defeat the Eagles first. Does anybody like that bet or do you think that's ridiculous? Let me know at SteadyPicks underscore Tom over on Twitter. At SteadyPicks on Instagram. And at GetSteadyPicks on Twitter. uh, For the main Twitter um, account. Let me know what you think of that market. I think that's interesting. I think that's very interesting. I'll have to uh, ask some ask some people about that today. Because that's fascinating. 
Steady Picks Radio, wake up and wager. Thank you so much for listening today. Appreciate your time very, very much. Enjoy your day. Enjoy the football tonight. We will be back tonight for happy hour. I know I said this was a short episode, but I once I get rambling, I can't help it. Steady Picks Radio, wake up and wager. We'll talk to you tomorrow.